Hey folks, it's your host Bobby here, just reminding you that Effin Cultured is indeed only intended for mature audiences and very not safe for work. Don't let the kids listen to this one. You've been warned. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of F and Culture, the podcast. My name is Bobby. I'll be your host this evening. Joining me, as always, is Griff and the Rick. Hello, gentlemen. Good evening. <laughs> happy birthday, Rick. Yeah, happy birthday. Thank you kindly. Thank hey, you kindly. So, uh, so how does 37 feel? Any different? Well, you've really warmed me up to 37. Who's <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> to say we Wait, I meant 38. How does 38 feel? Don't fuck with me, man. You almost had him. Yeah, because I I was like, no, I just told my dad I was 37, which is funny that he asked me. He's like, hey, how old are you? Uh, I'm I'm sure. I'm sure I'll forget how old my sons are quicker than normal parents. (laughs) What are you, eight? I'm 12, dad. Right. What are you, 13? Yeah, it's, it's. It's weird sharing a weekend with the child, but uh, but it's good. Yeah, aging is fun. So much fun. I love being older. <laughs> sure. So many benefits. So so Rick, I don't know what you'll hear in the cold open, <laughs> if if it'll be something that I recorded from Rick Fest. But Rick has a, a yearly party to celebrate his birthday. He's been doing it since two thousand four. He said. Yep. Four was the first one. Um, and it's called Rick Fest, and he's a Fourth of July baby, so it's appropriate. Apparently, he debated between calling it Rick Fest and calling it Rick is God, which I learned at Rick Fest. And I, yeah. I Rick is God is not even an event name; that's just a statement. No, it is a statement. Probably why I went with Rick Fest. Yeah, I mean that was but, a smart decision. You're right. It was a close second, and I don't understand why there wasn't anything. <laughs> Like Rick Stock. Rick Stock makes sense. How is it between this and Mohammed? <laughs> Rick is Mohammed. Rick is God is Mohammed. You chose McLovin. One name. Yeah, so, I don't actually recall there being microphones at any given fucking point at Rick Fest. I, I knew you I were pulled bring out, them. I pulled out some microphones. We we tried. Oh. There were for at least 15 to 20 minutes. And I'm ex- oh. I'm actually excited because I recorded a little something with my son before we left for the day. Oh. And the sound quality was actually really good. And the new recorder I have has four XLR outputs. So we'll I need to get some longer cables. The cables were a problem at your that party. Was, it was a little rough, uh, yeah. But um but we'll that's, be able to sit the we'll, we'll be able to sit around a table and shoot the shit. Yeah, and uh, I'm actually kind of excited about that. Easier. Yeah, fermenting is going to be a whole new God, Jim. Whole new experience. Jim. Jim came up to me was like, "I'm waiting with bated breath to hear 
your thoughts on barbed wire. <laughs> you you said that about fourteen thousand times on Sunday. The first time I said it. <laughs> it's not though. We this have first time. I'm have pretty sure I have recorded evidence of you yes. saying it. No, not at all. I love it. I thought it. That's it. So we'll see. We'll see if any of that makes the cold open or not. Uh, but Rick was definitely around barbed wire level drunk. So it was. Um, but it was a oh. good time. We I had fun, man. It was it was great. And good Zach time. Deuce being there like lit up that, my whole that, world. That was incredible. Yeah, getting to see him in person. Yeah. I gave him such a big fucking hug. I, it was <laughs> like he was a long lost brother. I was just like, oh my god, you're in person. And I gave him a big old bear hug, and I'm just like, this is the greatest. You're then, here. You are real. <laughs> and his wife is fucking great, too. Double D. Double D. <laughs> Dana Deuce. Um, she's She was fabulous. Mm-hmm. So it was good times. And I got to play cornhole against him, which was fun. <sighs> he beat me, fucker. Good shit. Very um, so the 4th of July not only brings us Rick Fest and rick's birthday there's other things yeah there is also the uh annual hot dog eating contest on coney island that's right yeah um which joey chestnut for the 15th year in a row won 15 time champion right. had a few hot dogs yes high number um i believe his number like this the 60s i think his was... number this year was 63 i think you're right yeah and his his record is 76 i believe so he was he was slacking but there's a reason have you seen this i have seen this yes uh, no an animal rights activist protester hopped up on stage and tried to cut in front of all the eaters while they were protesting and Joey Chestnut threw that motherfucker in a chokehold as he was eating hot dogs and like threw him to the security guards. It was it was so fucking epic. Imagine if he ate a protester and then continued downing <laughs> hot dogs. That protester had to be worth at least like seven hot dogs. If he just ate him all in one gulp, that would have been one amazing. One gulp. Like Put a little but Pepsi you, on him. But you can see there's clearly a moment where he gets so mad that this dude, like, bumped into him that he starts to choke him out, and he's like, no, wait, I got a fucking contest to win. Here, you yep. handle him. And he came out later and apologized for choking him, but fuck, fuck it, man. That guy was... If some stranger runs up to you and gets in your your face when you're trying to do something, it's hard to well, keep it cool. Tell Haley, he, what, if a dog is eating or a fucking cat's eating, leave him the fuck alone. You're going to get bit. Exactly. Stay away from Joey Chestnut. And maybe take off the Darth Vader mask. <laughs> Wait a second. He was dressed as Lord Vader? He was. And he had a sign saying um, something about Ironic. Smithfield's Death Star. <laughs> just, uh, Joey Chestnut just reaches out. <laughs> choked Lord Vader. <laughs> I find your lack of mustard disturbing. Be a problem. Joey Chestnut is only 38 he looks like he's in his 50s he's not gonna live probably because of all the hot dogs <laughs> i think <laughs> oh i'm sorry it wasn't 15 times in a row he's won 15 times but there were two years and he didn't win in 15 or 16 but he won from 2007 to 2022 
He's won 15 out of 17 fucking. God. Nickname of Jaws. You guys want to give a guess as what he's worth? Hot dog uh, man? Oh, God. Yeah. Way more millions than you'd think. I wasn't going to go to a million. I, I was going to say he's probably worth like 60,000. <laughs> <laughs> 63,000 for each hot dog for each hot. Well, every, every year he wins $10,000 for the hot dog eating contest. 70,000. <laughs> so at least 150,000. All right. He's worth nice. two, $2.5 million. He's worth. That is technically more millions than I would expect. Yes, that is. Yeah. You're yeah. You weren't wrong. But yeah, it was it was a it was a quick little drop. It wasn't like it wasn't like he choked the guy out and it you know, it was it was quick, but it was so it was just like reaction it was reflexive. It was just a yeah. reflex. Like that guy got in his face and he was just like, "Motherfucker, oh wait a second. And then he let him go. We've got people to do that. But <laughs> we've got other people to choke you out. I'm gonna lose. That's what he thought. We've got people second. to choke you out. Did you guys partake in any fireworks this weekend? No. I lit off fireworks. At like at my home just for Haley. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yesterday. Yeah. Just a few fountains at the, the, the cheesy Walmart ones. Oh, that's Yeah. Those don't count. <sighs> They're no, called fireworks I... according to Haley. <laughs> I thought about trying to go to some fireworks yesterday, but between having fair all weekend and then going to rick fest on sunday after fair i was like no i just want to stay in for a day yeah that was my um my cousin is up from alabama my my oldest cousin and the last time i saw her was carly's bridal shower oh so 12 years ago 12 plus years ago yeah it's been a while um so she came up and it's funny like you know so she's she's 12 years older than us so she's 49 and um she's lovely she's she's always been one of my favorite people but as the years have gone on and we've gotten older it's just you know we've got our own stuff going on so it's basically gotten to the point where it's like we have facebook (laughs) so I got to my aunt's house yesterday and I was just like, Melody, what's up? And then I proceeded to fall asleep in a chair on the porch. <laughs> and then it was kind of like, all right, well, we saw you. It was nice seeing you. We got our pictures with the boys and you and um, see you when the next person passes away somewhere. Woof. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong, but at, woof. at next year's I, hot dog eating contest. Yes, that's that'll be it. <laughs> I mean, that's I mean, there comes a point where. A lot of your family, you just start seeing at funerals. Like that's, yeah, it's depressing, but it's the truth. I'm almost past weddings. You know what I mean? Like weddings are kind of fizzling out. The mm-hmm. next thing to go to is old people's birthdays. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yes. yes. Milestone old, birthdays. Old people's yeah. birthdays. Where do we want to go? Do we want to talk some movies? Do we want to talk a TikTok trend or do we want to talk Falcon sex hats? Uh, yes. Are you kidding me? We're going to start with Falcon sex hats. Okay, good. 
You can't you can't drop a line like Falcon <laughs> Sex Hats and expect us to move on to movies. Listen, all right. So I guess I don't know why I didn't know about this. I guess this article came out in 2019, but for some reason or another, it came across my TikTok the the other day, and I was just I sent it to Jer. And I was like, Jer, if you don't talk about this, I'm definitely going to. And he didn't talk about it. So we're going to talk about it. So there is a hat that falcon breeders will wear that male falcons will fuck and come into so they can collect the semen and impregnate female falcons. I mean, falcon sex hats. Why does it have to be a hat? Like, of all things. So it's more comfortable for them to aim for the mouth. <laughs> this is a falcon glory hole. You're right. It's a shorter distance <laughs> to the mouth. It's a, it's a good call, Rick. So let me, let me share. There's the falcon sex hat. My God. It looks like honeycomb. It does. Yeah, it's like... Fuck this beehive. And they, they they have it in black. So it hang on a minute, I just want to get my dick stung. Yeah. Alright. That hat that hat looks a lot bigger than the other hat. Uh yeah, I guess, you know, and it's it's got shelves to well, catch. This, this falcon's got a bigger dick. That's why. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's why the uh, hat is that's black. one hung yes. falcon. That, that falcon ignored the other hat. The and bigger, of course of hat. course. Of course we have a video. Is it made from the skin of, like, their falcons? <laughs> what <laughs> makes them go, I want it? This doesn't look like a falcon. Like, it it, it looks cute, like a honeycomb. I, I just What's think... What's the turn on? I don't know. I don't... I do not know. But for some reason, these falcons see this hat, it's... and they're like, I am going to fuck this hat. You know what it is? They probably have all those holes to like soak in falcon pheromone or something. Probably. And they fly off to it. I'd actually want to watch a beehive and see if a falcon falls for that. <laughs> That's what's your kink? Falcons fucking beehives. <laughs> well, the falcon stinger. Here we go. This guy's like... this guy walked into an enclosure. I can't the full screen's not working. That looks like the guy that's yeah, he's fire and rain. He's mimicking the noises. He he rubbed up against the falcon for a second. Now he's just gonna sit in a chair and sit there. Does he have like a book or anything? Like no, how he, long is this gonna take? It doesn't take long. Just wait. <laughs> he's sitting there like Kevin Spacey in seven. <laughs> sitting there like look, Kevin Spacey now. Look at that fine piece of ass. Now there we go. Yep, he's making he's making those noises. Uh huh. Well, it's important to fake it to encourage the. Fellow. That's it. Oh wow, that really didn't take. Wow. Long. Nope. Wow. Now I know my spirit animal is a falcon. Even the word raptor <laughs> means, come on, come real quick. Wait, just in case you were wondering, it's a little yellow. Why did he got three three holes right there? He filled up three crevices. A falcon spunk. What does it taste like? 
I, you know what? Something tells me this guy you know. knows. <laughs> he looks like he knows, honestly. Oh yeah. I I just love. He's so unenthused in the sound making. Wee 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 wee. <laughs> like imagine he's like, well, I've had breakfast. What time to milk my falcon? Like how did? <laughs> That's gonna be the title of the episode. <laughs> time to milk my falcon. <laughs> I just I couldn't I couldn't not show you guys that hat in that video. No, of course not. I need that hat. <laughs> Put it in your Christmas list for I this. Wanna, that's it. <laughs> Done. I'm I, it down so I don't forget. I need a falcon fuckery hat. I'm gonna call it a bird fucker because bird I wonder how many other how many other species of animals. Oh, fuck that thing. Excuse That's me. True. Can, can I get a vulture to fuck this at? <laughs> I'm working on neck strength. Getting banged by hummingbirds. No, your ultimate goal is going to be to get a raven to fuck it because they're so smart. You want to outsmart them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Forevermore. Who's smarter? <laughs> the, the raven coming all over my face. <laughs> or me, the guy who tricked a raven into coming on my face. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Rick, nevermore. There's, there's a deleted episode. There's a deleted episode of Looney Tunes where Bugs Bunny put one of these on, and the fucking chicken hawk just went to town on him. <laughs> Why, Yoda? It's coming season. Fire away! <laughs> this is the only way I can get Daffy going. <laughs> oh yeah, baby, rub your cloaca on my hat. And then his fucking corkscrew cock shoots out and pierces Bugs Bunny's brain. <laughs> and that's how he died at the end of Space oh. Jam 2. <laughs> this I hat is Vince LeBron to sign on. <laughs> this hat is how this hat is how Jafar trained Iago. <laughs> um Iago. <laughs> Why does this vagina look like a honeycomb? <laughs> Can't help it. I gotta. <laughs> Nothing turns me on like your head looking like a giant golf ball. <laughs> oh, Jesus fucking Christ. <sighs> I can't wait to wear a hat like this. <laughs> Bird fuck hat. Oh my god. Okay. I just wanted to talk about that for a second. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> oh, fucking fuck hat. Fucking fucking fuck hat. Fucking fucking fuck hat. There's a hat for everything. There is. There should be a hat for everything, at least. Whew. So, have you guys seen this new trend? Um, it's took kind of took off on TikTok. It's going around. It's making the rounds now, but... It's basically, uh, you know, like when you're rating someone from one to ten, like you're talking about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, she's a seven. Oh, she's a nine. So. Isn't that how Facebook was created? Basically, yeah, and hotornot.com. So, there's a new game that people are playing, especially on TikTok, where they'll say, "Oh, well, he's a ten, 
but he still lives at home with his mom. And then the person that's playing with them will be like, oh, well, then he's a six. Excuse me. So the so the amended rating system. Yeah. Right. Basically. You don't so, so you give him, you know, he's he's a one, but he's got a, a lifetime supply of free Subway sandwiches. <laughs> oh, so well, is he's, so he's a four. <laughs> The two, but he eats sixty hot dogs in one month. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I I wasn't able to find. No one has really written an article like with suggestions, and I didn't have time to come up with any. But I I wanted to bring up this one point because people get me mad and they're too fucking sensitive. And we've got. I don't want to sound like a douchey. Uh, like oh these fucking sissies and their fucking hurt feelings but we've got two things that we just need to talk about a little bit like pump the brakes folks you need to grow a a thicker skin sometimes so douche away let's do it let's douche douche away summer's eve that's the new the new slogan for summer's eve douche away douche away uh a nice swish just douche it ea the video game company EA, Electronic yeah, Arts. Sure. E! Oh. E! <laughs> EA Sports. E! EA! No, that's not right. So, a bunch of people got fucking angry at EA because EA wanted to jump on this trend. So, Good. EA wrote, they're a 10, but only play multiplayer, or they're a 10, but only play solo. What? I can't remember. It was one or the it's, other. It was. It's. If I had to guess, it's probably they only play solo. Like they right. Only play okay. Player. So they're a 10, but they only play single player. And everyone lost their fucking collective fucking minds over EA calling out people who like to play single player games. And it's like, y'all, we don't need to take it this seriously. We really do not. Nope. I, I don't. I don't know why you got to be so butthurt. How about this, EA? They're an eight, but they like to put microtransactions in every fucking corner of their games. Zero. It's a zero. Fuck you. That's, I I saw there's a there's an article that dropped today about um, Ubisoft basically stopping like a handful of games from existing anymore. Like they're gonna stop all online support. Oh yeah. Okay. And, you know, like some of the old Assassin's Creed games, now that they've re-released them on the higher platforms, are going to... Sure, yeah. And then there's one that was... They're still selling on Steam for like 75% off. It just came out in 2019. Um, and they're pulling that one offline. And everyone is so pissed because it's an online multiplayer game. And everyone's like, what the fuck? I just bought this game. I know it came out in 2019, but EA is not the smartest company no, they're not. in the world. Um, is it is it For Honor that they're taking off? No, that doesn't sound right. Or Watch Dogs, one of the Watch Dogs games. Um, I'm gonna uh, Google it. Yeah, are you? Let's see. Let's see what Rick comes up with with this Google. Eliminating <laughs> Russian teams with FIFA and Shell games. I take it that's not what we're talking about. I mean, I thought you were going to come out with something like Eugene O'Neill, so I guess... 
<laughs> you got you got some games, so that that's better than I thought you were gonna do. Eugene O'Neill. <laughs> Eugene O'Neill is on the brain because I passed the the Eugene O'Neill house on the highway. Today. Oh, because you went to Mystic. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Uh, hold on. Okay, Ubisoft plans to axing fifteen more games multiplayers this fall. Soft sounds like something you need a pill to fix. It's... No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just Ubisoft. Let me I'm take my Ubisoft. meds. <laughs> a little blue friend will help. I'll be good for like two to four hours. Any longer than four hours, I'm going to go to the doctor. Shut down services for nine games. Yeah, I mean, it sucks because like a lot of the online games, like when they come out, you know, they last for a while, but after a while they just can't support them anymore space junkies oh space junkies i don't even know what that is honestly i don't i don't either but it's a it's a multiplayer only title so the game is going to be completely useless but that the everyone has issue because they're still selling it it is still on the marketplace being sold and nobody knows when it's going to be uh pulled down but yeah, Assassin's yeah, Creed, Revelations, shady. Brotherhood, 3, 2, all of those on the PlayStation 3 are getting pulled. Just yeah. Dance 3 Greatest Hits. There you go. Yep. Rayman Legends. Whatever. So, they've, I mean, they've it's got not a 37 huge... other Just Dance titles they can rely on. Yeah. Rainbow Six Vegas 2. Um, I don't remember how I got to this tangent, but yeah, it was... Oh, stupid. Stupid video game companies. That's all the settlers. Fun. All the settlers games. Three, four, six, seven. Heritage of Kings. You know. That old chestnut. Yeah, you know. Settler seven. Snowboarding. All right. Shall we continue on to the uh, stop getting upset over dumb shit trend? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know if you all saw the trailer for Matilda the Musical the movie. No. No, but I hate... Is that the actual title of it? No. Okay, good. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to differentiate. Because, because now I'm pissed off. <laughs> Net- Netflix took the Matilda Broadway show and turned it into a movie. Right, okay. So it went from book, movie, Broadway show, movie of Broadway show. Right. Um, Some things have gone through that same path, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Footloose? I've never read Maybe. the book. I don't know if there's a book of Footloose, but it definitely went movie, Broadway show, filmed version of Robert Frost's Footloose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I believe it was Ernest Hemingway. <laughs> Two feet diverged in a yellow wood, and I took the one less loose. The one less loose. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, uh, Dame Emma Thompson. Is she, is she a dame? I don't know. Maybe. That's not right. Um, you get a loser, Dave Hood. Emma Thompson is playing the Trunchbull. Right. Now, for any of us who have read Matilda, I was busy that day. we would know, <laughs> or seen the movie with Danny DeVito, the character Trunchbull is yeah, nice. a former Olympian. Yeah, right. In the art of throwing heavy shit. And she has described in great detail 
about her size, strength, and just complete bulky nature. So, of course, in order for Emma Thompson to play the Trunchbull, she had to be put into a suit. And sure. everyone online is complaining because fat people should play fat people, not skinny people in fat suits. How are they going to cover that whole magic bit? Should only magic people play magic people? Yeah. Why the fuck aren't you hiring David Blaine to play Matilda? <laughs> Matilda. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Why was Paul Rubens hired as a cop right after he got arrested for jerking why, off in a theater? Why aren't they hiring cops to play cops? Well, this... Th- so this brings up... <laughs> it, it brings up a huge... Like, there's problems with a bunch of stuff within the entertainment industry and representation. And I am... I am 100% for proper people representing type. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. I understand. Even Tom Hanks came out and said, if Philadelphia were made today, he would never make that movie. Um, Which okay. I, I don't agree with. I think something like... I think something like homosexuality, if you're not playing it as a gimmick... If you're the best actor to portray the emotion and situation of the yes. film, you should be able to play that film. If you are if you are the best fit to properly communicate the story of the character, the message of the piece, right. then you should be the person doing yeah. it. Now, obviously, we're beyond um, Mickey Rourke in Breakfast at Tiffany's. We're yes. we're not we're not having someone with their eyes taped back and you know prosthetic buck teeth coming out to play Asian yellow face. Right. No one should be playing blackface except for Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder. If anyone has an issue with that, go fuck yourself. You missed the point. Yes. Um brilliance. But at the same point, so like I think, you know, I'm I'm I am for you know, like people with disabilities if there is someone written with a disability, they should be the first run of people to audition and to be able to should be the try to get that part. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I'm not I against understand. that. Uh, that's not what I was talking about. I wasn't talking about mental Tom deficiency. Hanks regretting... oh, okay. um, I don't know. Philadelphia if... and Forrest Gump. I don't know if Tom Hanks is regretting Forrest Gump or not. Um, Because Forrest Gump was more on the spot spectrum i mean i guess i guess i am sam was on the spectrum as well he was just okay i we're gonna end up saying shit i don't want to say <laughs> um speaking of tropic thunder um <laughs> never more never more but it it opens it's it's a touchy subject a lot of times because i understand like there are a ton of underrepresented people and so, like, I understand to an extent why people got upset that there wasn't an Asian person playing the elder in Doctor Strange. But I also think sure. Tilda Swinton did a really cool thing with that character. I thought it was unique mm-hmm. um, the way that they did that. I understand why people were upset at um, what's his face for playing a trans woman. 
when they could have had someone who was actually a transitioning person playing that part. But I'm also coming from like a camp of people, you know, of coming from the education of acting. It feels like kind of a sticky subject because I think there are performers who are completely capable of pulling off parts. Mm -hmm. But I think they shouldn't be the first ones in line. Really, honestly. And like it's. It's it's like if, especially when we're talking about culture, right? If culture is a central part of the character and their story, as as opposed to you know, this character happens to be black, right? If 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 African or African American culture is part of that character and part of their story, then it makes sense to exclusively look at African American actors for that part. We- <laughs> Can I tell a dumb story? Sure. I'm here about that. Um, I was cast in a play. <laughs> uh, I believe, if I remember, it's called 45 Seconds from Broadway. And I was cast as a character named Solomon Mantutu, who is a South African playwright who is absolutely 100% as dictated in the script, black. And at first, when I first when, when it first happened, yeah, opening night. Uh, no, when it when I was first cast, I was like, "Well, he is listed as South African." Could go I, either way. I, it could it could go either way. And then the more I read it and the more I thought about it, I was like, "Well, no, African culture and history is literally a part of his story. It is a part of his character." I don't feel right portraying that as a white man with a clearly European lineage. So I, I backed out because I wasn't comfortable doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I still, to this day, think that was the right thing for you me stand to stand by that. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. I'm proud of you. And then they never did the show. Um, so I feel better about it no matter what. <laughs> good stuff yeah it's 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 a weird it's it is it's it's kind of a weird situation but like so back to the story at hand i am all for fat people playing fat people i am a fat person i enjoy being able to play a person who's written as heavy right but i am also in the camp of Fat people can play anybody. Yep. It's just people have these standards of what things are supposed to look like. Like someone who looks like me should be able to be a romantic lead that, you know, isn't a, you know, a fucking stoner who gets someone pregnant on an accident. You know what I mean? Right. Or like, or, that's or, huh? <laughs> right. Or, or doesn't have some weird drunk lady rub her period blood all over me on my jeans. You know, like Jonah Hill and Seth Rogen are the only two fat guys in the recent history who have played a romantic lead in a romantic comedy, but they yeah. were both R-rated. You know what I mean? Like, it, it wasn't a typical <clears throat> comedy. Um, But you can't look at a character like Trunchbull and get upset that she's in padding. 
she's supposed to be a super strong Sandra. Olympian. Yeah. I mean, if you want to call it a fat suit, I guess you can call it a fat suit. But she's just supposed to be stocky. And you can't tell me. I don't care who you find. They're not going to be as good as Emma Thompson in front of the camera. No. She's one of the best. And this also, the big thing also behind this is something that maybe I've touched on before because the thing I talk about a lot, um, but it's the, it's the idea that the majority of people who complain about these things see things in scales of black and white. Right. Fat people have to play fat people because that's how it's got to be. Skinny people have to play romantic leads because that's how it's got to be. That's not how it's got to be. You pick the person who is right for the character, whatever your interpretation of that character. You're, if you are a director or a casting director and you have an idea in your head of what you want this character to be, you find the best actor that you feel can portray that regardless of what they look like, what their history is. It, it doesn't matter. There is no black and white. It is a spectrum of gray and you find the spot on that spectrum where you want that character played. Yeah. Yep. Sorry. Yeah. It's Unless not black it, and white. I mean, if it's specifically written for someone, then that's that's the way it's got to be. But, like, did anyone give John Travolta shit when he was Edna Turnblad in Hairspray? That character has traditionally been played by a white man in a fat suit, yeah. you know, playing a woman. And sure... They could get a big lady to play Edna Turnblad, but that's traditionally not how that character has been played. Right. So it's I, I, just pick, be upset with the system. Be upset with the fact that, like, these people aren't being offered roles, period. But don't take it out on Emma Thompson because she's playing a fucking killer role in a movie. Like, Stop. Chill. You're fighting the wrong people. You're getting angry at the wrong thing. Don't be upset that people from marginalized groups are not getting roles in Hollywood that are just out there. Be upset that they're not getting roles that are written for them, for those marginalized groups. Like, that's your representation. Or not, not... It doesn't even need to be written for marginalized groups. Just, like, why don't we have... Like, Aquafina talks about it all the time and other Asian actors. Why can't Asian actors play leads in these movies? Uh, Kumail Nanjiani. Yes. Kumail Nanjiani was a lead in his own... The Big Sick. But he was fabulous in that movie. Yeah. Why can't he do it? Why does it always have to be, like, oh, we need a Pakistani guy? Like, no. We just need a right. dude. And he happens to be Pakistani. We won. Obi Wan. He's fucking Obi Wan, and he's amazing. You motherfuckers have to watch it still. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes, I do. You're right. All right. Well, anyway, I just I thought this isn't the first time I've seen big people get upset about fat suits. People got mad because Marvel used it as a trope with Thor. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, you got to make Thor fat, so he's lazy and he's depressed, and but and it's like. I, while I'm while I am a big guy and I am a little tired of the fact that you know we're the last group that it's like quote unquote safe to make fun of. At the same time, like it's a just a suit, guy. It's not. Why are you getting triggered by someone wearing a costume on a movie? Like 
Yeah. It's Move on. It's all fake. There are more important. There's more important shit to be upset about. All right, we got one more thing of stop being a friggin' whiny bitch. And I forgot what it was. <laughs> I'm starting oh. to work my next novel, Footloose. Oh, there is no Footloose novel? There is no Footloose novel. Oh, you got to do a novelization of Footloose. I'm, I'm going to start it. What do you so mean next foot- novel? What was your first novel? Well, I, I can't legally talk about it right now. Oh, okay. Footloose, the musical, the movie, the novelization. I like Bats. it. I like it. Um, All right. Uh, so Disney Plus released a series of short cartoons called Baymax. And it's all about, it's all about Baymax, the, the big hero from Big Hero 6. Oh, okay. And his whole bit is helping people in need, especially health wise. So, and this, this kind of shit. Makes me love Disney. Like, I, I've got a love-hate relationship with Disney, depending on where you're going and what we're looking at. But right now, they're swinging for the fences on getting people pissed off, and it is making me happy as shit. So, so Just did you guys... Did you see Being Red? No, I haven't no. seen it. No? Okay. Red so, Panda or something? Yeah. So, there's a bit in the beginning of Being Red where the lead girl is freaking out in the bathroom because she turned into a red panda um mom doesn't know that she turned into a red panda so she assumes that her daughter got her first period and she goes in there and has a talk with her and gives her like a box of pads and has like chocolate and an ice pack and and people collectively lost their fucking minds because they think that children shouldn't be learning about something that's going to be happening them in a year or two Yep, I remember that. Being like a thing. Yep. it's education. It's it's a completely natural. Spoilers, Bobby. Spoilers. <laughs> so, Baymax. Okay, it's... no, no. I have to be clear about something. Are you clear? Are you crying spoilers about the movie or spoilers about girls oh, spoilers having their about What's going to be happening? And having their period. Okay. Okay. I just wanted to be clear. Have okay. you? <laughs> have you watched? I think it was his newest one, Burt Kreischer's stand-up special. No. He talks about his youngest daughter's getting her first period and how they throw her a period party oh, um, because dude. that's what girls are doing. And everything you get needs to be red. Like you need a red velvet cake with red frosting. And then they invite it. <laughs> and then they invite a bunch of boys over and the boys have no idea why they're there. They're just shoving cake in their mouth and oh. the girls think it's hysterical. Um, Amazing. Yeah. Check it out. It it was a funny bit. I, I mean, I, I love Bert, but. Um, it was a really funny bit. So anyway, Baymax. Each yeah. episode, Baymax helps one person. And in okay. the second episode, he's in a school, and a girl goes to the bathroom and gets her first period. Now, people were already pissed because the bathroom that she goes into on the door says all genders or gender neutral, one or the uh. other. right? So... <laughs> Baymax goes in there after she's having a little bit of a freak out. And he's like, uh, how may I assess you? And she's like, I got my first period. And he's like, that is correct. <laughs> and so, you know, because he's a matter of fact. And yeah. she needs she needs a pad. Yeah. So Baymax scurries him away to the store. And, you know, we've seen this trope in a bunch of movies and stuff where, like, the guy's, hey, standing, the guy's yeah. standing in the tampon aisle. And he's just looking at all of the different things. Oh, yeah. So... Oh, yeah. 
a woman is like, oh, I use these. And then another one pops up. I use these. I use these. And then a trans man in a trans flag T-shirt with a beanie and a five o'clock shadow gives him a box of pads. And he goes, these are the most comfortable for me. I got goosebumps just talking about it. And everyone lost their mind. They went to Disney's fucking Facebook. They're writing about them. They are shitting all over them for how dare you have this three-second clip of a trans man offering an inflatable doctor a box of pads. (laughs) Love it. I love it. Oh, man. It's It's just... Oh. Go Disney. I've been watching Dino Ranch on Disney. And they have uh there's an episode about a, called Adoptosaurus. It's about these two Rexes that are both daddies but can't have eggs of their own. It's about the kids making sure these two daddies got a, a T Rex egg and got to raise a little kid. And I was like, This is fucking great. Holy shit. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Very progressive. I just don't understand why. Like, oh, something it. like a girl getting the period is, like, sexualized and dirty to people. It's it, it goes along the same thing as breastfeeding. Like, yep. what the fuck are you people thinking about? What? <laughs> Why is this so yucky and dirty to you people? Chill the fuck out. It's completely natural. People legitimately believe in cooties. These are the people that, like, can't read oh. National Geographic without getting a rock-hard erection. Because... Because the only time I see breasts are in porn, so they're clearly sexual objects. I just, I just wanted to say, I know we've we've had our differences, Disney, on this podcast. I I just want to applaud you for just adding that little. It we made, salute you. It puts such a goddamn smile on my face. Number one, to see the representation in a in a children's show. Yeah. But number two, because I knew what it was going to do, like it just it, I just knew. And Disney is so far from giving fucks right now that it is just fabulous. Like because guess rock what? and roll. No matter what you do, people are going to be people, yep. and kids are going to have to learn that people are just people. Yeah. Sorry. And it's better to know. Like, yeah. Wouldn't yeah. you rather be fucking educated? We need people to be educated. Well, that's the problem. They don't want people to be educated. They don't no. want people educated because educated people make they make decisions that would benefit them. Or educated people make educated decisions. Look so, at that! Isn't that interesting? I would uh, I would highly recommend in theme checking out book, Baymax. Footloose be the musical the novelist. <laughs> We, we can talk about a few Disney missteps while we're still here. Um, number one, Disney announced that they're planning on rebooting the Planet of the Apes trilogy. Why? Wait a second. Why? The Matt Miller trilogy. The one, one that just came. Oh, why? I don't know. It was fantastic. It, it drives me crazy because those movies are great. Perfect. Perfect. They're good enough on their own. Just leave them be. Matt Reeves kicked ass. Oh yeah, not Matt Miller. Sorry, Matt Reeves. I don't, I don't know who did the first one. That wasn't Reeves. Did he only did the second and third one? So right. Watch the third one. War for the Planet of the Apes. It's I intense. Hear it's like I need to watch. I it, it. 
it still drives me crazy that some of the guys that played some of the apes didn't get nominated for anything because their performances are brilliant. Yeah, including Andy Serkis. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say these are the ones with Andy Serkis we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Andy Serkis in the third one with his son, I think his son's name is Caesar. Um yeah. Whoa. Oh, so good. I watch that one. I got to watch it. Yeah. Were, those, I, the first two were fantastic. Oh, Woody Harrelson's the bad guy in the third one too. Yeah, you got to check it out. Whoa. Yeah. It's okay. yeah. What why touch those? Why not just continue till it hits? I don't. The I don't timeline? get it. I really don't. Uh, I mean, I'm hoping that that'll be the case, but right now it looks like it's going to be a full on remake, um, which blows because they're they're great. If we end up under in an underground bunker with fucking apes that have telekinesis again, it's just. Gonna... <laughs> Did you ever see that? Yeah, there's, oh, oh, yeah, that was there's the a I Planet remember. of the Apes movie where the apes have telekinesis and they're underground in like this bunker. I and can't remember the, which one the, it is. There's the nuke. The nuke is underground. I think that. that's Return to the Planet of the Apes, if I'm not mistaken. It might journey, not. Journey to the center of the Planet of the Apes? <laughs> yeah, Will Ferrell just pops out like, wait, how'd I end up here? Or is that Brendan Fraser? Am I mixing Land, up my... Land of the Lost. Oh, yeah, I was mixing up my movies. All right, and in other Disney remake um, news, um, they're planning on making a Goonies Disney Plus show. Oh. So at first... Like a sequel series? At first, I saw Goonies remake, and I was like, um, I'm sorry, what the fuck did you just say? And I got very upset. But then... But Thompson in a fat suit is going to play Chunk. <laughs> it's Millie Bobby Brown in a fat suit. Yes. They are kids after all. So it, it's not a remake. It's more of... Um, and I'm, I'm not a 100% on board when people do this, but uh, like they'll use the name and have a similar... Uh, like a a similar feel to it, but it's not the same. It's an entirely different story about an entirely different group of kids who also just happen to be Goonies. I guess, basically. Great. These Goonies do say die. <laughs> <laughs> so I I guess from the early talks about this uh, remake, it's going to be a move it's going to be a, a series about a group of kids who are making their own movie and okay. super eight yeah <laughs> basically right <laughs> um super eight with some with some young gold, boys maybe? young boys doing this movie about raiders of the lost ark a shot by shot remake so I guess that's how they're gonna give them in like a cave system or something. Is they're 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 interested in making a remake of their own of of like a Raiders of the Lost Ark, and they're right now it's titled Our Time, which is a reference to the, it's Our Time, you know the the speech that I I think Sean Astin gives down in the well. I don't I don't know how I feel about it because it's not a it's it's technically not a remake, right? No. 
it's no, but it's a... also, but it's it's not, it's not a remake because it's not related to the original at all, except by name. True. Yeah. Yeah, I I, mm, I don't know. I don't feel good about it. I'll say that right now. The I don't series feel good about is being it. written by Sarah Watson. No idea who that is. Neither do I. <laughs> and it's being be compared to the likes of the NBC show Friday Night Lights. I never watched that either. Isn't, isn't that about football? Yes. More than football. Oh, it's a shot-by-shot remake of The Goonies. That's what they're making. Now it makes sense. They're, now it makes sense. Now okay. they're, making, they're making a Goonies movie. Okay. Okay. That... Mm, I could get behind so that. So this is Fanboys. <laughs> well, in Fanboys, they weren't making a, a Star Wars movie. They were just trying to get their dying friend to see episode one. What a poor guy. Yeah, that's not the way. <laughs> Pod racing, huh? I'm good to die now. <laughs> what a miserable life I've led. His final words were, now this is pod racing. (laughs) All right. One last bit of Disney and we'll be done with Disney for this evening. Uh, They released the teaser for Hocus Pocus 2. Yes. Have you seen it yet? No, I haven't. I have. Okay. We're going to watch it together. Just for Bette Midler's one line, (laughs) which... Which is a fabulous quote, and I, I would I would like to have it tattooed on me. All right, here we go. Suck it. Yes, Bette Midler said suck it. I don't know if she said less is mo. <laughs> hey, happy birthday. Thanks. So what do you guys do tonight? Birthday ritual, scary movie marathon, same this as every year. The craft looks really weird. You know, <laughs> legend has it. It's on the 16th birthday that a Thanks. witch gets her powers. Another year begins anew. Maiden, mother, and crone, too. We call on thee with one request. Help our intentions manifest. Disney movie. <laughs> Ooh, Black Lamb. Sherry. Parker, you like your work, but we found it. watched Hocus Pocus last year I realized exactly how they could do it because they need children to get youthful. They they do age horribly. Remember that was the whole point was trying to kill kids because they were coming back all fucked up looking. Yeah, okay. It works. I'm excited. I can't wait to see that. Uh, I hope they did it right. And it's September 30th it'll be out and I'm I'm hoping for the best. I'm I'm excited. All right, so let's see here. What do I have? Oh, happy birthday, Mel Brooks, 96 years old. Someone put him in a bubble. My grandmother's sister just turned 96. I'm Millie. Yeah, Carly's Carly's pop-pop just turned 98 two or three weeks ago. 
Fucking A. End of June. Um, it's funny. I was, I don't know why, but I was thinking of um, Amer. Oh, probably because of Fourth of July. But I was like, when's the tricentennial? Because you know, our parents keep talking about how big a deal the bicentennial was. Like, oh, 1976, the bicentennial. And I'm like, okay, so 2076. And I'm like, how old would I be? And I'm like, I'm not making the tricentennial. <laughs> oh, come on. We'll make it. I'll be 90. I was yeah, going to say, no, no, I'm not making it. Oh, I'll be. It could be in this backyard. <laughs> Rick's going to be in the pool. Welcome to Rick Fest 72. <laughs> Brought into tall ships just for this occasion. <laughs> downloading food (laughs) oh man i can't wait can we can we have can we get that that's the part of the future i want is those like on the space shows you ask for what food and it just digitizes and you eat it i need that in my life can we just start working on that please that'd be swell um just a little bit of news before we get to our final little bit uh r kelly 30 years in prison Thumbs up. Not coming but, out of that closet. No, but but my <laughs> my question is, how did it take so long? Like we, yeah, I know. Chappelle was joking about him pissing on underage kids. What like in a, like two thousand six? Yeah, yeah, over a decade. However I mean, long. Finally, yeah, was... finally, fuck that guy. I don't. He will fuck be. Cosby's not even in prison anymore. No. Well, no. Now we got him. But um. Anyway, so it's, it's been so long that now the dude who shot Reagan is out of prison <laughs> and trying to have concerts around the country. Didn't the Epstein Island chicks get the fucking sentence too? Yes. Uh, Maxwell. Yeah. Twenty years. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe they'll share a cell. That'd be horrible. Give a, uh, what if he gets out early? Like I know where to go now. All the you know. I mean, I the, guess the Clintons least, can take him out in one fell swoop. I mean, if they share a cell, at least they'll have a lot to talk about. <laughs> Murder suicide. I'm coming out of the closet. I wonder if South Park's going to do another episode with him in it now. Oh, I hope so. Like, oh, the iron is hot. All right, all this talk about uh, remakes got me wanting to talk about one that hopefully will never happen, but, you know, it's probably going to at some point. Yeah. And I brought this up to Rick at RickFest. I wonder if he even remembers what I wanted to talk oh, yeah. about. All right. It's one of the only things I woke up knowing the next day and <laughs> continued casting. Hold on. So typically at a RickFest or 4th of July weekend in general, Jaws will be on the television. It's just the thing that happens. Um, Now, for those of you who aren't aware, Jaws is based on a book by Peter Benchley? Peter Benchley. We talked about that on another episode. Oh, on Sunday. I was like, I don't remember talking about that. And I had a question for Rick and Griff of how, if they ever did decide to remake jaws and they wanted to make it a la the book how would you cast it nowadays now i don't griff are you at all 
I haven't read the book. No. Okay, so the big changes from movie to book. Um, Brody's wife used to be an uppity rich girl, and she misses that lifestyle. She married a townie cop who's always going to be a townie cop, always was a townie cop, and is not an uppity. So basically, Brody... <laughs> Brody is Garth Brooks in Friends in Low Places. <laughs> like that's um she meets Hopper. Now Hopper Hooper, sorry. I just got done watching Stranger Things season four, so it is fresh in my brain. Oh, all I hear is Metallica's play some kind of role in it. And I'm like, uh, I haven't watched any episodes of that show. Um, At all? Yeah, not you've you've got a while, but it is it's an epic scene. Um, Hooper, so Mrs. Brody used to date Hooper's older brother when they were younger, and she ends up having a torrid affair with Hooper during this book. Like she okay. she screws him in a motel. Mm-hmm. Um, and the mafia is demanding that the mayor keep the beaches open. Not the not the hotel chains and stuff like that. It is all the mob because they own all of the real estate in the area. And if you close the beaches, they've got nothing to sell real estate for, and you better not close the beaches. Okay. Um, Quint is fairly similar in the book and the movie. The only difference with Quint is he dies exactly like Captain Ahab in the book. He shoots a harpoon into the shark. The rope ties around his leg. He gets dragged under the water with Jaws, and he drowns. Um, they don't call it Jaws and Jaws. It's, uh, the shadow or the beast or something along Which those is, lines. Which uh, is the great beast. Um, something and, like that, because the beast is actually another Peter Benchley book right. from the 90s. Oh, right, right. And Brody Hooper goes down in the shark cage, gets ripped out of the shark cage, clamped onto by the shark. The shark jumps out of the water. Brody takes a shot and ends up hitting Hooper with the bullet. And then Hooper dies. Hooper's dead. Hooper dies, Um, which is fine because on the boat, Brody tries to choke him to death because he finds out about his wife and, and Hooper. Um, and then at the very end, Brody is swimming on like a like a plank of wood. And the shark is coming up behind him. And he's about to take a chomp out of Brody's legs like Brody's completely helpless. And all of a sudden, the shark just stops swimming Stunts. and sinks down to the bottom of the ocean and drags Quint behind him on the rope. So Quint gets his white whale like he he does end up killing jaws it just takes a little bit and jaws kills him before he gets the satisfaction of knowing that he kills the shark mm-hmm. okay they just they'd fish all day and then come home at night that's right yeah and yeah that was weird to the me. orca like, comes oh. home at night mm-hmm. and it was like three four days they were doing this like yeah 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 it's fucking retar- ridiculous <laughs> almost um, now it's, it's one of those, 
a lot of people say Jaws is one of those few examples of the movie being better than the book. Oh, yes. Um, and I, I, I don't know how I feel about that, but I do know that the movie's brilliant. And the fact that Spielberg was like, we're going to cut all the subplots out and just focus on the shark did mm-hmm. nothing but help the story. Um, but I just I'm so interested to, to think of how they would do the movie with all of the subplots in there. It would just be interesting to me. So where should we start? Should we start with Mrs. Brody? Oh, fuck yeah. Like a Marissa Tomei? Ooh, that could be I good. Was, I was going to go slightly younger. I was going to go Kate Hudson. Yeah, younger wouldn't hurt because they've got younger kids, right? Yeah. But Marissa Tomei is it's such like, a smoke show, even for a, you know, a woman on, of a certain that's on age. That's Aunt May now. That is, that is Aunt May now. And I don't think Kate Hudson's as young as I think. She's 43. I think Kate no. Hudson's got a perfect hmm. age area. Yeah, I guess that, that fits. I'm just trying to think of someone who could be, like, sultry and kind of a um, a seductress. Because she gets... Oh. She gets Hooper, no problem. You know what I mean? Oh fuck yeah! Like you want to go with her mom? Like a scar, like a Scar (laughs) Joe, like Scarlett Johansson. Scar Joe could pull it off. Oh my god! I think Jen Lawrence. Jen Lawrence isn't old enough yet. Jen Lawrence needs another like decade in her, but but I feel like she'd be able to handle it. Like acting wise, I believe she'd be able to handle it. But Mm -hmm. okay, so Kate Hudson. I, I like Kate Hudson. I like okay, Hudson. Who do we go for Brody? <gasps> I had a lot of difficulty. Yeah? Yeah. I can't find the balance. I mean, Chris Pratt is the only right answer, right? Oh, <laughs> damn it. I have him as the shark. Yeah, he's got to do the voice of the shark. It's a shark. me, Jaws. You know, shark, I... talks. shark talks in the book, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, I'm Bruce. That's what it. That's that's its famous line. You, you get his inner monologue in the book. That's like Shelf a whole chapter, French, right? Not food. I. I mean, it might be just because food. I finished Stranger Things, but I think the guy that plays Hopper in Stranger Things would be a really good Chief Brody. David Harbor. Yeah. David okay. Harbor. Yeah. I think David oh, was, Harbor would actually. What? Wasn't he a cop in something? He's a cop in Stranger Things. Oh, there you go. He was also Hellboy in the new Hellboy, but we're not going to hold that against him. He was also <laughs> the... I can't remember. The, Black Widow? Yeah, he was in Black Widow. He yeah. was the Russian equivalent of Captain America, but I don't remember what he's called it immediately. Crimson you know, something? Yeah, he'd probably pull it off a good... a Because good, mine's too good-looking. I had Timothy Oliphant. And I was like, he doesn't... Because I loved him mm. in Justified. Yeah. yeah no, that makes sense. Saying. But he's way too badass. Brody, <laughs> well, he, he needed to can't be good looking and badass. That's just not yeah. fair. No, 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 no. I mean, not that David Harbour is not good looking, but like he's not. He's more grizzled. Timothy David yeah, Harbour yes. a little. What about yeah, yeah, Sam yeah. Rockwell? Oh, I would love Sam Rockwell. Ooh. I like Sam Rockwell as Brody. He's a little <laughs> less. He's a little. He's a. A little he, less assuming, you know what he's he he's not as beefy. Maybe maybe David Harbor is Quint. <laughs> I don't know who I would. Quint, I think, would be the hardest. Nah, it came to me immediately. 
Who would you be your Quint? You know, I want to see Samuel L. Jackson. Son of a bitch, motherfucker! You just swearing at this. He's already gotten eaten by a shark. (laughs) That speech, perfect. He needs vengeance. Vengeance. Had enough to hear with these motherfucking sharks in this motherfucking sea. (laughs) Start that chum line again, motherfucker. Brody. You want to put that shot cage on my boat? That's a hundred dollars, motherfucker. Did you hear him talk about the Indianapolis? You can't even you can't even do that scene anymore. We can't. No one's gonna believe he was in World War Two, right? That happened eighty years ago. <laughs> now it's about Desert Storm. Well, I mean, yeah, you could. Uh, well, right, Quint was dropping off the bomb, right? He was bringing the Hiroshima yep. bomb. Yeah. <laughs> Drop the bomb, though. Um, Doom Generation just did Jaws on their podcast. Uh, check it out if you haven't already. It's a really good episode. Um, Greatest movie of all time. It's such a fabulous movie. It is such a good fucking movie. And I always, when I'm talking like, you know, when people talk to you about like your top ten movies, it's like Jaws might be up there. Oh, and Jaws it's, is number one. And it's because of the scene in the Gully, galley, whatever the, the underneath mm-hmm. the that that scene. That scene's perfect. Is perfect. And you know, it all came down to editing and shit. I've watched a lot of fucking documentaries about how fucked up Robert Shaw was. Half the time he was legitimately drunk showing up on set. Oh really? And oh, he died of cirrhosis of the liver like three years after the movie came out. Damn, motherfucker oh, okay. had a problem. So he, uh, so he's half drunk for most of the movie. It, he was drunk in real life performing and fuck it up. And then they kind of edited it together with the scenes because the show wasn't working. So they had a lot of time to edit shit together <laughs> to send something to the fucking studio. And I, it was a work of genius. It was a stroke of genius. A whole bunch of things just hitting just right. Everything about that movie was so wrong when they were making it. The mm-hmm. shark kept malfunctioning. The, mm-hmm. You were supposed to see the shark a lot more in that movie than you did. Thank God. Really? Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Like that scene where um, where the doc turns around and starts coming back, like you were supposed to see the shark there, and it's like no, Perfect. just seeing the fucking doc fly across the water. It's like we got it. We we know what's going on. Who was supposed to be eaten? What what? Hooper was supposed to be eaten in the movie, but they were fucking the the two uh, Australian filmographers that were doing all that shark, uh, well, the actual live action shark. They had a little cage with a little person in it to make the shark look bigger. And the little guy got got scared, took him out. Shark started fucking around with the cage, did that whole cage bit. And there was no one in the cage. They got the, that footage of the shark shaking off the cage and swimming away. It was a real fucking live shark. And so they changed the script to make it work for, for the Wow, really? Huh. Yeah. Because that's one of the biggest differences between the book and the movie is like Hooper lives. That Berta Fields and her husband, yeah, they, they the live action shark footage changed how they had to fucking finish wow. the movie. Wow, wow, all right. And they say the shark fucked up because they moved him into salt water. They tested him in fresh water. He did fine in fresh water. And then for some reason, Spielberg was like, "Nah, we're filming this in the ocean," and <laughs> and it fucked up the shark. Fucked up. Who would, perfect. Do you have an idea perfect. for for Quint Griff? No, not offhand. 
Um, I feel like uh, who's the guy that directed Iron Man? John Favreau. John Favreau. John Favreau. <laughs> or Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. <laughs> Vince Vaughn. Good Mayor Hamilton. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Squirmy little mayor. Absolutely. I'm, that's interesting. We're going to leave it at that. We're going to leave it open. I want to know, for those of you who are listening, who would you cast as Quint in a remake of Jaws? Because that's the most important part. Um, I mean, we didn't talk Hooper, but who the fuck cares about Hooper? He's a bigger... The worst part about the book is no one is likable in the book. No. <laughs> I didn't like the book. Yeah. Everyone in the, the movies. The book has said, this sucks. Yeah. Everyone in the book is an asshole and a piece of shit. Um, so it'd be like a four-part HBO Max series, Jaws the Novelization <laughs> yeah. movie. <laughs> Listen to all our subplots. What I want to know is who would you cast as Quint? That's what I would like to know. Jaws the Zack Snyder cut. No, thank you. <laughs> the shark's swimming in slow motion. <laughs> <Ugh>. Abs. <laughs> oh, my God. My Quint is going to be Danny Trejo. <laughs> <laughs> That's That is my Quint tattoos no shirt just wearing like a leather vest just tattoos hanging out and he just at the end takes out a machete and goes after a shark with a big knife he wins yes <laughs> we're changing <laughs> the ending. ending god damn it How, how's this gonna end oh quint's gonna kill that fucking shark right on the deck of the boat look like that scene out of fucking kill bill the first one where Uma slaughters like eighty, the crazy eighty-eight. Yeah, blood squirting out of every every fucking orb. Eddie's gonna a... kill Hooper and Brody. Fuck them, fuck them all. <laughs> yeah. Danny Trejo wins. Danny Trejo wins the whole thing. You know what? I'll say, I'll say my quint is Sean Bean. Why not? Ooh, I do like that. But then he has to die for sure. Yeah, a yeah. Sean Bean, or I don't, I don't think physically he's right. But for the voice, I think um, Jason Statham would be fun. As like, <laughs> if there was an animated Jaws and they needed a voiceover for Quint, like make it a crazy Australian motherfucker. Yes. All right, I think we're good. It's late. Okay. I want to go hey. to bed. Um, thank you all very much for listening. We should be fermenting at some point soon. Rick is picking the movie, and I believe I told his wife that he picked Roadhouse yesterday, and her fucking face lit up with joy. She was so goddamn excited when I told her that. Um, yeah. So Every yeah. Every time I say we're gonna ferment, she goes. She's literally been asking for a year and a half. Roadhouse. No. We we were talking about it briefly at Rickfest. And she, I can't, I think she yelled at Brooks and she's like, I need to sit through these movies too, you know? And it was like, <laughs> yeah, sorry, Kayla. Poor Brooks had to deal with that. <laughs> That's why he ran away. I think no one got to say goodbye. Uh, all right, folks. Well, thank you for listening to us. You can hit us up on social media at FN Cultured the podcast on Facebook at FN Cultured on Twitter. You can email us fncultured at gmail.com thank you all very much for listening for this week i am bobby i'm griff and i'm rick have a lovely week and go f yourselves <laughs>
Got the red, red alert, got the red, red alert. 